This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Born and brought up in Kerala, Geeta is trained in classical music and dance. She started her professional life as a print journalist, later moving on to television and documentaries. She made a debut film as soon as she acquired a video camera and the film was coincidentally called Woman with a Video Camera, followed by an award-winning script called A Certain Slant of Light. In 2012, her feature documentary Algorithms won her accolades and in 2017 her film Freedom got her headlines. Currently in the news for her insightful film Ran Kalyani, Geeta J is the writer filmmaker to look out for at the moment not just in Kerala but pan India. So uh, Geeta I was just wondering and looking at your bio data and it was very interesting that you uh, are trained in classical music and dance that's so yes. unusual for a journalist <laughs> i think it's the kind of family uh, i came from in our family all the girls learned um, something classical instrument or music or dance or something so that's how it, it was kind of an automatic thing uh, mm. my inclination was towards dance though what dance did you learn do you learn or do you still practice oh uh, no i don't practice now i learned bharatanatyam and mohiniattam uh, okay. but i think i was one of those early uh, kind of uh, person who used film songs especially hindi film songs to to mm. create dances for school uh, school day college day and all that i used to do that mm. a lot wow and uh, what music did you train in classical uh, carnatic music and how did you uh, come into journalism i did literature which was strange for my um, family because uh, uh, it was a kind of a engineering family all the boys took engineering and all the girls took maths that was a kind of uh, family so when i said i wanted to do literature it was a big big surprise for everybody uh mm. i was an avid reader so uh so i think english literature just came naturally to me to go for that and from mm. that uh i think i i moved to journalism and from journalism print you went to television and then to documentaries how did the transition happen who gave you the opportunity to take the leap as a journalist as a reporter indian express gave me the break because there were i think there were hardly any woman reporter in kerala at that time and mm-hmm. uh, and then after a few years i just wanted to study more uh, mm-hmm. so i went and did my doctorate so mm-hmm. after doing my doctorate uh, i did not join the academia which is what all my friends and classmates did uh, mm-hmm. because basically there was no film uh, department at that time and my my thesis was uh, women in indian narratives which had a big mm. chunk on uh, cinema mm. so uh, so i didn't join the academia uh, and i didn't join uh, any kind of uh, press either because television was becoming big at that time and i started uh, writing as a freelancer and uh, working for uh television as a freelancer and asia net was was what gave me the break really 
you know uh, you uh, mentioned about your thesis being uh, women and narratives why were you drawn to this subject at such an early age what was the influence working on you at that time and what was the trigger point after i finished my um, studies uh, up to my uh, postgraduate i got involved in what is today known as the first uh, autonomous women's organization in kerala autonomous mm-hmm. in the sense we were not affiliated to any political party uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so in that sense you can say it probably was the first feminist uh, organization and we were a small group of uh, girls and uh, young women and we um we thought we could change the world mm. we we were very confident um and we you're talking started, about which decade geeta this is uh, late 80s early 90s okay okay yeah and then um and then we uh, used to go to colleges and talk we used to take up issues uh, but we were a bunch of hardly 10 10 women all very earnest but uh, i think probably lacking in um, organizational experience and things like that uh, mm. and after some time the whole thing kind of like uh, uh, broke apart uh, mm. but but the good thing was lots of other women's organizations came up in various parts of kerala as a result of mm. us going to different parts of kerala and talking and things like that hmm so uh, your career as a filmmaker started literally with a video in your hand when you acquired an video of your own yes so who gave you the video and what made you so confident that with a video in the hand you can shoot a film i don't think i was very confident see the thing with kerala is it's a very very uh, strange place in the sense um, we we are very progressive and we are very uh, what do you call liberated and all that but there is a strong patriarchy in kerala society mm. and uh, we are quite repressed and suppressed in that sense mm. and i right from i think right from a very young age when my parents took me to films i was fascinated by films uh, but mm. you know coming from a kind of like very academic family mm. and uh, introduced to high culture and all that kind of thing um i entered the whole arena of film more as a film critic uh, hmm. so it was like even though i i was very interested in film making uh, i felt that i could not become a film maker mm-hmm. i don't know that was that was my uh, what do you call as um, uh, i don't know i had internalized what was you know what everybody said about film and okay. uh, and because i knew that there was a lot of problems with film and the way it portrays mm. women and and the way women are treated and so on i quickly picked on that and and that film world is not a good world for a woman uh, mm. and i started as a critic and i started writing and that um, both my academic thesis is also got a critique of uh, mainstream cinema as well as i continue to write in deep focus and all that and um so it was very um 
the idea that I could actually make a film and make a difference did not strike me or if it did strike me, it was subdued in my head. And, uh, and there's also the other things because everybody knows everybody, whatever you do uh, has to be perfect. So that, that mm. feeling was also because everybody is quick to criticize uh, in, mm. in Kerala. So the idea that I might do something and then that will be, um, you know, uh, torn apart. So what happened when you got this camera and who gave it to you? I left Kerala after in my 30s, actually, I went to UK. And mm. that is where I was introduced to this whole new world of people creating different things and experimenting with different things. And the idea of whatever you do has to be perfect was not there. And you just do it. Doing was mm. very important. And so mm. I um, got actually my husband got me the camera. Uh and I took the camera and came back to Kerala. Was it that camera was that small palm camera, which everybody was using at that time? Or was mm. it more uh, complicated? No, no, it was a pros- uh, between a consumer and, and a professional camera. It was a Panasonic AG BBX 100. So it was uh, right. not that small palm camera. So, okay. um, so I took that and came and I went all over Kerala and made my first film, uh, started shooting in 2003, 2004, finished in 2005, which is called Woman with a Video Camera. And uh, and that was a very, very uh, wonderful experience for me uh, to be able to actually go to the field and shoot. Because, you know, till then the camera is such a sacrosanct uh, uh, apparatus uh, when mm-hmm. you're working in television or something, nobody would go and look at the camera. Uh, that was only for the cameraman. And if you're a yeah. big director, so so I would always be in front of it or something like that. But uh, but this was like I was holding the camera mm-hmm. and I could shoot what I wanted to shoot. Did you have a script or you just followed your heart and uh, went wherever you wanted and did a voiceover later? There is no voiceover. There's only music. Okay, wow. There's only music. And it was very much inspired by Vertov's Man with a Movie Camera, which was made in 1928. So uh, so I was very much inspired by that. So it was like a dawn to dusk uh, story of women uh, in Kerala doing all all the things that they do right from early morning to late evening. Uh, Beautiful. But I interspersed it with one fictional character who is a film actress. So, okay. uh, so there was there was a kind of interweaving of um, of fiction and nonfiction throughout the film, mm. and we also experimented with camera work. For instance, the fictional bit was done by the very famous cinematographer Sunny Joseph. Okay, and only the nonfiction was done by me. Uh, okay. In, in um, editing style, also we edited it differently. For instance, uh, in editing, we uh, edited the fictional piece and then the musician composed to it. Whereas mm. the nonfiction, we got the music first and we cut to the music. And did a real actress play the role of the actor? Yes, it was Jyotirmai, Jyotirmai from Kerala. So after this uh, movie, uh, with a video camera where you got a lot of accolades. 
and uh, kind of the Kerala industry woke up to you. You wrote your first script. Is it a feature script called A Certain Slant of Light? Yeah. Yes. Uh, a colleagues, yes. Uh, from Kerala, I don't know. And uh, the industry certainly did not open their eyes to me. Uh, because mm -hmm. when I got, when I wrote the script, uh, A Certain Slant of Light, and I got the Gothenburg uh, International Film Festival's uh, Development Award for that, uh, and I went to a couple of producers and uh, the response was at that time, this was 2008. The response was, um, you are a first time filmmaker, woman, first time woman filmmaker. Uh, okay. Your story has three women as the leading characters because it is a story of three sisters. Uh, okay. And it is not a low budget film because mine was not, because I was quite ambitious. Um, okay. So we can't support this project. This My was God. this was the mood, even though it had won an International Festival's uh, Development Award and everything. This was the mood in Kerala at that time. There were hardly any uh, women filmmakers. Uh, I think mm. up to then only three women had made full films and two very, very, very senior, I mean, during the black and white era and uh, Sumajus. Oh. I think these were the... Okay. Yeah. So uh, then what inspired you to write the script of the second film? Is it that is the reason that you didn't want to, to direct it and you just wanted to write no, I, I was uh, I was writing many stories. I still have many stories in various stages of development and so on. Uh, I mm. think ten years, and I was working on documentaries all this while. Um, mm. So I was still part of that whole film uh, group that uh, worked with me, and I worked with them and so on. Mm. So um, I think it was 2018, 10 years since Certain Slant of Light got, and I was like, I had done some good, uh, successful documentaries and so on. And I was uh, thinking that um, there came a point, I really don't know how, there came a point when I thought it's now or never, me hmm. making a fiction film. So I talked to um, Ajit, Ajit Kumar, who is a you know famous uh, award-winning editor, uh, Madhu Neela Kanton, who is um, again a famous cinematographer, and uh, Ian, who's my uh, who's a well-known documentary filmmaker and also my uh, partner in all creative endeavors, and my husband as well. So, okay. So I talked to the three of them, and I said, uh, I I just have to do something now, otherwise I'm not going to do anything. So they mm -hmm. told me, Do you have a script? you know, that can be done in very, very low budget. Uh, hmm. And we will just work with you on hmm. it. Uh, so that's when, you know, this Ran Kalyani was just an idea that was um, going in my head because hmm. uh, there is a sense of feeling trapped in uh, Ran Kalyani and I was feeling that. Uh, hmm. And uh, so I said, yes. I'll, I'll come back in one month and it'll be there. And I just went and wrote the script for Ran Kalyani. Uh, mm. I didn't take even a month, I think. And then I came back to them and they read it and they said, yes, we can do it. And we, we did it because it was all set in Trivandrum. And, mm. um, and uh, yeah, 
we did it that's my god you know geeta i watched the film and i fell in love with it it is fabulous fabulous it's uh, the girl is lovely and i believe she's a debutant yes yes thank you and, thank you uh, so much and the chemistry of that girl with the filmmaker that is you is so tremendous you know there is almost it's like a sublime submission oh thank you and oh, that routine I'm... that she follows and that path that she walks she haunts you much after the film is over and what is wonderful is that it is not sad or morose absolutely i mean i'm i'm so happy you said that because it's not a sad film at all i mean there is sadness there's a lot of sadness but it's yeah. but it's a film about really strength i think or or the two going together all the time yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah i'm 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 so glad you know this gargis was a great find for me yeah how did you find her where was she what is she doing <laughs> she was doing her final thesis in i mean final years final project in uh, school of drama in trishur okay and uh, and i was looking for gargi my friends sunita who was a production controller she used to come and give me all kinds of uh, you know photos and and it was almost like 5 days to the film or something like that and mm. we still hadn't found gargi mm. and mm. then sunita said what about this girl and she gave me uh, the photo and i said yes she looks good can we how do we, we don't even have time to call her for an audition she was in trishur yes. we were in trivandrum so what we what i did was i gave her one scene and yeah. he sent it sunita sent it to gargi and told her to enact it in whatever way she liked and and send it to us and mm. because she was in school of drama and she had all her you know drama friends with her yeah uh, yeah so they all together did one scene and sent it to me wow and i was like yes she's kalyani there is no doubt about it yeah uh, you know so uh, just, geeta, geeta more than uh, just that girl and the chemistry what comes across about you is that if it is even an actor who is from nowhere you know that she has nothing to do with uh, acting you are the perfect vehicle to present her i mean for instance if i have to ever act i would love to do it with you thank you you know because uh, so many times so many people come to you and ask you to do a small uh, kind of an appearance here and there and you the minute you go there you realize you made a mistake because your identity is as a journalist or as a writer but you know there has to be something about the filmmaker there has to be a certain spark a certain trust then she can transform a non actor into an actor on the screen i mean ran kalyani is fabulous i'm a little confused about the release date because i think uh, somewhere you said that 5th september it is releasing and somewhere i read it was made in 2019 uh, the the release date is 2nd september coming friday okay uh 2019 the film was uh, the first screening was in november 2019 in kolkata film festival i see and then it went to couple of festival by by the time the covid happened yeah so nothing happened to ran kalyani there were many people asking me uh, you know the small uh, smaller platforms not the big ones uh, yeah. the smaller platforms asking me if i wanted to give the film to them and i 
I just, I, I really didn't know why, but I just didn't want to give it. I was just yeah. holding on to the film um, and it was still going to festivals. People were asking yeah. for it. I was sending it. It was still going. So it never really stopped. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Shiladitya Bora from Platoon. Yeah, he, we, we were talking and he said, yeah, we'll release it. Why wow. don't we release it theatrically? So this yeah. is the first time it's going to be in a non-festival uh, venue. So in that sense, it's release date is 2nd September. So it's a big high for you because this is the first time your film is getting released in a theater like a mainstream movie and you're not just being, you know, cocooned in a corner at festivals and, uh, you know, small releases. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So this is wonderful. What what are your plans after this? And let me tell you right away that you're going to get rave reviews. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I think uh, even in the theatres, uh, I don't know about Mumbai, but uh, in the smaller cities, it's going to do very well. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, do you have plans to make Hindi movies? Yes, I do. Because I'm from, uh, you know, I'm a KV product, Kendriya Vidyalaya. So, so I'm very, very comfortable in Hindi, even though I've Mm. never lived in the North. So I have a couple of projects which will be very good to do in uh, Hindi. Great. So uh, we missed out on uh, algorithms and freedom. If you want to just add a line or two about them before we say goodbye. Uh, algorithms, because I told you that 10 years, 2008 to 2018, I was focusing on documentaries. Uh, yeah. But because I'd done my bit of like documentary like work in television before and, you know, writing as a journalist and all that. So I was not the director of these films. I was a producer and the director okay. was Ian. So algorithms okay. is, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it changed our life, really. Because it is Mm. about young, blind chess players of India. And Mm. uh, we shot it over three years, edited Mm. over one and a half years, and took it around festivals for one or two years. So, and and we had the support of uh, Tata Trust in the end to to spread it. Uh, So that was a great experience uh, for us. uh, And that was was a feature documentary. uh, And uh, Freedom? Freedom was an experiment. Again, it's a uh, multi-screen, three-screen film in a gallery Mm. on a 20-minute loop about Martin Luther King's visit to Newcastle. Uh, Mm. And uh, so we are based at the, you know, Ian is uh, set up a a film at Culture Lab in Newcastle University. And uh, we lecture there. So it was part of all that. And it was uh, Martin Luther King had visited Newcastle uh, 50 years ago. And we we made a kind of like a, a film that was past and present then. And now here and there kind of thing and put it on three screen, huge three screens in a gallery, mm. it's a gallery installation, which was a huge success. And, and I think you also give lectures on uh, cinema. What is that you do? Um, I, I have a course in Newcastle University where I teach um, documentary production from ideas to screen as well as okay. one on world cinema uh, okay. where I introduce the classics. Okay, that's wonderful. Hopefully I'll come someday there. Oh, you should. You should. That'll be yes. great. 
So anyway, wonderful that you chatted with us and I wish you all the best for uh, Ran Kalyani. And uh, I know you must be having butterflies in your stomach before the release, but uh, let me assure you that the film is flawless and uh, everything about it just touches your heart. And these days, hardly any film touches your heart. So just for that, you have a big, big, big thumbs up. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you because I know you uh, know your name and know of you for many, many, many years. Uh, and finally, to talk to you is uh, such a pleasure. And thank you. Thank you so much for your encouraging words. Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment. Do rate on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, CastBox, Spotify, GeoSavan, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself. 